Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. I am so honored to be here with you today, to be able to speak with you today. My name is Reverend Dahlia Adams, and I'm grateful for your presence. This year, we are focusing on the mystery and the art of life, because the bottom line is the greatest truth the deepest truth forever remains a mystery. We grasp it, we know it intuitively. We have a sense of it, we live in it, we move in it. And yet when we try to logically wrap our brains around what this mystery is, we keep approaching it, we get close, but there's always a piece of it that seems to be beyond our logical understanding. And to live this mystery is an art, it's a practice. And by both acknowledging the mystery, by opening to it and living in it, we create a fulfilling and satisfying way of being, a way of being that allows us to transform, to grow, to become all that we can be. And so today we're going to talk about love, specifically that we should always and everywhere celebrate love. We've talked before about the scriptures that teach us that whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And this is in the letters of John chapter 4, verse 8. So whatever else we might learn or understand or grasp about God and the nature of God and our relationship to God, if we don't know what love is, and if we don't live in that love that is God, if we don't express the love that is God, if we don't love, then everything we else we might know about the divine doesn't mean much. This is a very profound teaching in the scripture. And it's not just in Christian scriptures or in Hebrew scriptures that we're taught that God is love and the very truth of who we are, actually. Not only the truth of what God is, but the truth of who we are, because we are one with God. If God is love, then we are love. In the Eastern scriptures, in the Upanishads, it is written, the self. And when the self is written with a capital S, that would be equivalent to what we at Unity would say the Christ, or the Christ within us. The self, with a capital S, or God, is hidden in the lotus of the heart. 
So we find the truth of the self or the Christ in the heart, in the very nature of love. And this is taught by so many spiritual traditions. And for me, when I find the same teaching in different, from different directions, from different approaches, to me that suggests very powerfully that this is a truth that goes beyond the boundaries of our differences. So the self is hidden in the lotus of the heart. So if this is true, if God is love, and if we are love because we are one with God, we are expressions of God, and if God is hidden in our hearts, then we begin with love in this understanding and living of the mystery. And not only do we begin there, but we need to appreciate this truth that we are loved so profoundly that we celebrate. We literally celebrate the love that we are, the love that we share, the love that we feel, the love that we live in. And we do this individually in our day-to-day -day lives and culturally. Culturally, so many cultures have days set aside to celebrate love. I think in Brazil, or at least in one of the South American countries, I'm pretty sure it's Brazil, they have a day set aside every week, a day of the week in which the whole country celebrates love, shares love, gives candy, gives gifts, cards. In Wales, there is a St. Dwinwin's Day, and that's on January 25th of every year. And St. Dwinwin's Day, I'm sorry about that, is a day to celebrate love. The whole country comes together to celebrate love, and they give candies, they give gifts, they give flowers, they give cards, they write notes, they spend time together celebrating love. And there's a story behind the day. It's about a woman who was ultimately declared a saint, and her name was Dwinwin. And she loved Melon. She loved Melon so profoundly, but she could not marry him. And this, there's varieties of stories. And one story says that her father, the king, would not allow her to marry Malon because he arranged a marriage with the prince. Another story says that Malon betrayed her and um, went off with another maiden. And her heart was broken, regardless of which of the two stories you embrace. But her heart was so broken, she ran away and she went and lived in a forest. And she could not stop weeping. She could not stop crying. Her life felt like it was over. And she finally got to a point where the heartbreak was so bad, she just started praying that God would release her from this pain. And as a result of this prayer, Melan was turned into ice. 
and her pain went away because he could no longer attract her. And then an angel appeared and told Winwin she could have three wishes. And she could have wished for riches for herself, or she could have wished for very individual, maybe even selfish things. But her first wish was that Melan would be released from the block of ice in which he was imprisoned. And then her next wish was that all lovers, all of those who loved, would always be filled with joy and saved from the heartbreak that she had experienced. And her third wish was that she could live happily and at peace, but without being involved in a romantic love relationship. And all three of those wishes, according to the legend, were granted. Dwynwyn lived as a nun on an island, on a forest on an island. And then on January 25th, from that point on, people celebrated St. Dwynwyn's Day by celebrating love, by giving each other's gifts, by celebrating the love they have for each other. And according to the legend, Dwynwyn lived happily ever after. She felt a love for all people. She was no longer heartbroken. All lovers had joy, and Melon went on to live a happy life. We have a similar, similar celebration here in the United States, and it's Valentine's Day, and it's tomorrow. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And Valentine's Day also has a story. Actually, it has many stories. And the story I tell is the one that I like the most. And the story of Valentine's Day, and I've told this before around Valentine's Day, is that there was an emperor, a very mean-spirited emperor named Claudius II. He was a, an emperor in the Roman Empire, and he wanted to build his empire larger and larger, and he wanted to have a very powerful army. And he believed that if a soldier was married, if a soldier was in, loved a woman, if he was involved or committed to a relationship, that the warrior would not be as fierce, would not be as strong in battle. So Emperor Claudius declared that soldiers could not marry, that it was illegal for them to marry, it was illegal for any priest to marry a soldier. Well, Valentine didn't believe that that was a good thing. He believed in the power of love, and despite Emperor Claudius's decree, he continued to perform weddings for soldiers who wanted to marry. And this went on for a while, but then Valentine got caught, and he was put in prison. And when he was in prison, he was in prison for life. I don't know if he was to be executed or not. Some 
different stories tell it differently, but that was his life from that point on. But while he was in prison, the jailer's daughter would come to see him. And she was blind or nearly blind, but she would come talk to him. And Valentine, through his prayers, healed the jailer's daughter. And they came to love each other. They came to be friends and possibly even romantic friends. And before he was executed, or before he died, depending on which version of the story you embrace, Valentine wrote a letter to Julia, a love letter, and he signed the letter, Your Valentine. So if you notice in both of these stories, the, the love that was being given was a heroic love an unselfish love, an unconditional love, the love that we would see as the love of God expressing through a person. But in, just like in Wales with St. Dwynwen, here in the United States, and actually in many other Western countries, Valentine's Day is celebrated in a very similar way. It's celebrated on February 14th with gifts, with flowers, with chocolates, with cards, with letters, with lovers celebrating with each other, or even family members, friends, celebrating the love they share. So this is a, a I'm showing a picture of the letter that Valentine wrote to Julia. It's a secret letter, so you can't make out the words on the scroll, but essentially it began with, To Julia, from your Valentine. And we do this. And it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to celebrate love, to celebrate it each and every day in our own hearts, and to celebrate it as a community, as a society, as a country. Because love, again, is the very heart and the truth of who we are. And when we celebrate it, it helps us remember it. It helps that love to grow and be stronger. It creates an energy in our society that is an energy of love. And one of the most powerful love that, loves that we experience in our lives is the love of God. The love of God that enfolds us, the love of God that fills us, the love that is the underpinning of our being. And we've done this in the past, but right around Valentine's Day is a good time to do it again. I'm going to read to you a Valentine's letter from God to each and every one of us. In other words, a Valentine letter from God to me. And the lines of the letter come from a poem written by a unity poet, James Dillard Freeman. 
Some of the lines come from that poem, and the rest come from the scriptures. The poem, according to the story that James Dillard Freeman told, was not a poem he sat down to write. He was taking care of his wife who was dying, and his faith was being challenged very powerfully. I mean, he had been a, a unity teacher. He was a minister. So for him to have his faith challenged and faltering was huge. But he had been taking care of his wife who was dying for a few years at that point and watching her slowly get weaker and weaker challenged his belief in God. It made his heart heavy and he definitely was not feeling the love of God enfolding him or filling him. And he said that he was sitting down at his desk and he heard these words spoken as if out loud. And they were beautiful to him. And he grabbed a piece of paper and started writing down the words to the poem because he wanted to share that poem with his wife. And so for that reason, we now have a copy of it. And this poem is called I Am There. And a copy of that poem is on the moon. One of our astronauts took it to the moon and left it on the moon. So it's, it's been acknowledged by many people, whether they're unity or not, it's very beautiful. If you don't know it, go online and look up the poem, I Am There by James Dillett Freeman, although according to him, he didn't write it. It was given to him. So here is the letter from God to each and every one of you. Dear one, when you need me, I am there. Even if you deny me, I am there. My faith in you never wavers because I know you, because I love you. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. And that's from the book of Psalms. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Also from the book of Psalms. For you were made in my image. From the book of Genesis. In me you live and move and have your being from acts, and it is my desire to lavish my love on you. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. From the book of Psalms. For it is I who gave you those desires from the letters to the Philippians, I am waiting for you. From the Gospel of Luke. And the letter ends, love God. I'm going to read it again, this time without citing 
the places where the lines were taken from. So once again, a letter from God to you on Valentine's Day. Dear one, when you need me, I am there. Even if you deny me, I am there. My faith in you never wavers because I know you, because I love you. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down, and I know when you rise up. I am familiar with all of your ways. For you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. I am waiting for you. Love God. So we hold these words and we celebrate the love of God that enfolds us, that fills us, and is the ground on which we stand. So now I invite you to close your eyes and imagine, and, and we'll do this very briefly, I'll, I'll invite you to spend time with it after our gathering is finished. But close your eyes and imagine that you are writing a Valentine love letter to God. What would you say? What would be the first words that you would say to God? So just hold that for a few moments. Again, something may have come or not, but I invite everybody to take some time when you're by yourself to just sit down with a piece of paper and write a Valentine's letter to God and see what comes. You might be surprised. It might be very short or it might be very long and it's all okay. But this is a love to celebrate both the love of God that fills you and the love that you feel for the divine, for that power and presence that we acknowledge as one, that we call God, that we call great spirit or great mystery. We, we have so many names for God. Whatever name speaks to your heart, Begin the letter that way and see what comes because it is truly a love to celebrate. And then go out and buy chocolates and candies and celebrate all the people in your life that you love. So happy Valentine's Day. I wish each and every one of you a day filled with love. And I'd like to close with 
An excerpt from the letter of John, chapter 4, verse 16. Whoever lives in love lives in God. Whoever lives in love lives in God. So celebrate love, live in love, and know that each and every moment you live in God. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.